Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Forging Life Podcast. I am the host, Trey Ryder, and the Forging Life Podcast is about hardships, parenting, entrepreneurship, and the struggles that we deal with every single day. We will have many interviews with special guests, and you can actually see some of these interviews on YouTube, and you can even join the discussion by heading over to Facebook and typing up Forging Life Podcast and join our page. You guys, thank you so much for coming in, and I hope you enjoy season number two of the Forging Life Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Forging Life Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Ryder, and today I have a guest with me, Byron Morrison, who has been a friend of mine uh, from LinkedIn for probably two years, maybe, and we have definitely been following each other's uh, tracks here and getting to know one another uh, and, and follow each other during our coaching and the expansion that we have both done, and I am so pleased to actually have him. Byron is an author of uh, one book that's already done, and its second book is actually going to be releasing or has already released. We'll find that out in a moment. And uh, on top of that, he's helping to actually coach executive um, people, if I stand corrected. So welcome, Byron. Hey, thanks for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. It's been a long time coming, and I'm so happy that you actually reached out. And said, "Hey, I want to want to be on the show." I was like, "Yes." So <laughs> I know I know we've been chatting about it for ages, and I was kind of going through my list and kind of seeing when I was looking at to hop on new podcasts. And I was like, "Oh, I've got to contact him because I know we had spoken ages ago about doing it." So it's great to finally connect. Yeah. So tell us, like, what have you been up to? What are you doing right now? So at the moment, we're kind of in full swing. My new book is coming out on the thirtieth of March. So depending what date this goes out, it might already be out. But yeah, it's very much been the last kind of three, four months has been all in on writing, putting all that together. I've also had the crazy idea for some reason to launch two courses on the same day alongside it. So that's why my voice sounds a little bit croaky today because I've been filming course content all day. And then on top of that, just working with clients and everything else. Like it's been absolutely crazy, but I've massively grateful it's been a really exciting kind of last 12 months and what exactly you talked about these courses and the book and I know about the name of the book but just so those that are listening um you're recording this uh these courses what do these courses entail so the book itself is called the effective ceo and it's essentially how to hone your focus and really prioritize your time so that you can take control of your ceo role uh, building off the back of that, I've turned the book into a course as well, which essentially for people like myself who prefer learning by video can then kind of digest the book in kind of that format. And then off the back of it as well, I've created a mindset and emotional control course called the Unshakable CEO, which is taking very much the foundations of what I do with my private clients to really get them that confidence, the unshakable um, emotional resolve to really deal with the stress and pressure that comes with running and growing a business. So it's basically just digesting everything in my head and what I do with my clients into other ways that people can consume it. You know, sometimes that's the hardest thing to do is actually take it from your mind and get it on paper to even recording this stuff 
because I have so many, I don't know about you. I have so many things, thoughts and different courses. I want to get out there. And it's just like, man, I just got to focus on one thing. Do you find yourself like tripping up quite often on that? Yeah, so much. To be honest, that was why it's taken me so long to get the second book out because I had so many different ideas and so many different directions I wanted to go in. And I was just didn't know where to begin. And that was why, even though with my clients, we focus on three pillars with their mindset, their emotional control and their performance. I just felt doing a book covering everything was just too much. It would just be completely crammed. And I feel like most books and courses just don't get finished. So it was a lot of going backwards and forwards until I eventually decided, you know what, let's focus on the performance element because that's going to help people take that big first step to really taking control. And then I can build on it with everything else. Yeah, I'd really like to revisit this and, and talk about this here in just a little bit. Uh, one of the things, part of the Forging Life podcast is finding out about those struggles we've had in our life and taking just some type of nuggets of wisdom and implement it on a daily basis. So like for you, uh, being a coach, a course creator, content and uh, author, how much of a struggle was it to get where you are today? Like what's your backstory? So everything I'm doing today, if I'm completely honest, is kind of by accident. Like none of this was planned. Um, and this kind of all started after my dad got cancer. Um, a few years ago, he um, landed up having most of his bowel surgically removed and he spent 25 days in ICU, uh, most of that on life support and breathing through a tracheostomy. And that for me was kind of like the big wake up call in my own life, because at the time I was overweight, I was struggling with confidence, I really wasn't looking after myself. So I had this big kind of realization that I needed to turn my own life around. So I set out on this journey of transformation. I lost the weight. I got my health under control. Uh, along the way, I kind of found this passion for nutrition and fitness. So I went on to become a qualified nutritionist and personal trainer. And eventually I had this crazy idea that I wanted to pass on everything that I learned. And I somehow wrote a book. So I spent about pretty much two and a half years studying, researching and writing. And that went on to be the foundation of my first book, Become a Better You. And then from there, I started growing my business with the mission of helping people live healthier and happier lives. And I remember kind of when I first started, I had this big vision that I wanted to change and impact the world. But kind of, to be honest, essentially, I found myself in a situation where my days were putting out fires, solving other people's problems and dealing with never ending demands. And I was miserable. I remember just lying in bed one night thinking that, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It was just this feeling of dread over looking at my calendar and the next battle. I was just stressed out of my mind. I was burnt out and really not in a good place. And that for me, from working with a lot of kind of executives and business owners with their health goals, I saw a lot of other people were feeling that way. And that was why I realized that actually something deeper had to be going on. So I started looking at some of the top CEOs in the world and the leaders to really figure out their secrets to success. And I also started and became a student of everything from mindset to psychology and high performance. And that for me, was really a pivoting moment because I found that was actually where I loved. That was my biggest interest of where things really thrived. And that once I kind of got myself under control and I figured how to get rid of the stress and the overwhelm and really get out of my own head, that was when I took my business in a different direction to really help other CEOs and business leaders take control of their life and business. So 
yeah, kind of in short, none of this was planned. It was just, I used to work in corporate marketing. I was just kind of in a job doing in the rat race, that whole thing. And then I somehow landed up here. <laughs> and for you, like you talked about uh, being in the corporate world, the corporate world, right? That's what you were doing prior to this. Yeah. And from there, uh, with with your father and the issues that he was having, uh, is he still with us now, or did he end up, uh, unfortunately, like oh, I'm massively what was grateful outcome? that he actually managed to have his seven years all clear recently. So he pulled through and made a full recovery, which is something I'm grateful for every day. That's amazing. Hey, I know firsthand, uh, you know how traumatic it can be to have a, a family member or, you know, a, a father or mother go through that because they, I very briefly talked to you off screen and about, you know, the, the passing of my mother. And that was one of the hardest choices I've ever had to, to deal with was pulling her off of life support. So um, I'm thankful to hear that your father is still here and, you know, enjoying every moment that you can with them. So um, the book that you said, the very first one is Becoming the Best You. It's called Become a Better You. Become a Better You. Okay. Yeah. And I, I remembered seeing that on the bookshelf behind you like a year ago. And um, I, I never asked about it, never really understood too much more than that. So thank you for sharing some of that. Yeah. And the, sorry, the funny thing to interrupt you, this kind of goes back to what you were talking about before with the whole thing of um, trying to cram too much in. Because with that book, I had no clue what I was doing. I'd never written anything before. I hadn't really read that many self-help or personal development books. And I just basically, I had this whole, all the stuff in my head that I'd learned about nutrition, fitness, mindset, health, recovery. I was like, I'm just going to cover everything. And it turned into like this encyclopedia, like thick novel. And I think it's like 480 pages, which was kind of, that's why it took me two and a half years to put together, which it's still my proudest achievement. But that for me is a perfect example of you can do too much. It was definitely overkill. And one of the things that you talked about, though, prior to, to writing the book is you had to become a student first. So oftentimes I find everybody just wants that end goal. They want the million dollars. They, you know, without having to put in the work. That's why so many people play the lottery. And it's you have to become a student. And it's not just for that one time. Hey, I'm, I know I'm not just talking to you. I'm also speaking to the audience here, but it's about putting in that time and, and being a lifelong learner of yourself and, you know, getting these new experiences. So um, I, I keyed in on that when you were actually speaking about, about being a student first. So thank you for sharing that. No, I appreciate it. Like one thing I kind of like to share on that, because I know you kind of want to go into like the personal stories and the kind of origin story of it all. And that's kind of, made me think of one thing in particular of why I kind of went down that path because like I said to you before kind of growing up I always struggled with my weight I never really felt comfortable in my body and one thing that kind of after my dad's cancer and I started kind of focusing on getting my health on track it didn't just happen overnight like I had no clue what I was doing so I remember I'd take one step forward two steps back I'd lose some weight I'd put it back on and I remember one of my friends and I actually went on holiday to Greece one year. And I remember just kind of sitting on the beach that day. And I was always that guy who was too embarrassed to take his shirt off on the beach. 
And I remember just seeing there, and there was this group of guys across from us, and they were playing volleyball. They were surrounded by girls. They were laughing. They were having fun. They looked like they were having the time of their life. And I remember just seeing that, thinking, why can't that be me? Why don't I have that life? And I started building up all these stories in my head that it was because I didn't have a six pack, was because I didn't have muscles, I wasn't well built. And I kind of sat there and made a decision that next year, that's going to be me. And it was very much this kind of turning point where I got home from the holiday. I was like, do you know what? I've been struggling with this for so long. If I'm going to do this, I need to do it properly. So I remember buying a book on fitness and eating healthy. It was actually from a guy called Mike Matthews. He wrote a book called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger. And that book completely changed my life. Like It just made me fall in love with reading and the way he described it and laid it all out. And that was very much for me what inspired me to become an author. Because I remember reading that book and absolutely loving it. And also it, it sparked a passion for fitness and nutrition, which was something that a few years before that, I wouldn't have caught, been caught dead in a gym. Like my diet was Jack Daniels and KFC. I couldn't think of anything I wanted to do less than exercise or look after myself, which it's kind of crazy how big of a turning point it was. But yeah, it, all, it was all kind of sparked off of just tired of being tired of being uncomfortable and overweight. And that often I hear you have to hit rock bottom before you truly want to make a change. It is, is that how you kind of found yourself? Honestly, kind of with me finding myself is actually probably a year later because kind of growing up, I, and through various different points in my life, I struggled a lot with mental health issues, especially when I was back in the corporate world. I had really bad depression to the point that some days I didn't want to get out of bed. I even got to the point that I was getting, getting my food shopping delivered because I didn't want to leave the house. Like I was absolutely miserable. And at the time I was getting really into kind of fitness so I was going to the gym I was so focused on this goal I wanted to achieve but when I wasn't doing that I was just so down on life and probably really not very fun to be around and I kind of, I kind of convinced myself that once I reach that goal and I have that body life would be amazing because I, so I just was I would stop going out with friends I didn't want to go for meals with my family I didn't want to do anything that would take me away from that goal and I put so much of my hope and happiness into that outcome and I remember kind of a year later, looking in the mirror, and I finally had the body I always wanted. I had the six pack, I was finally in shape, like my body looked great. And I thought like life's going to be amazing now. And I kind of looked in the mirror, and I was still miserable. I was still depressed. If anything, life was worse, because I've been neglecting my relationships and my friends and everything else over the last few months. And that was very much the turning point where I had nothing to hide behind. Because for so much of my life, I blamed my weight on my unhappiness. That was the reason why I was single, why I had no confidence, why I didn't like myself. But then that was gone. I was at very much that kind of, okay, what's actually going on? And that was when I started working with my own coach. And he got me to realize that a big part of the reason why I felt that way actually went back to my childhood and kind of growing up and getting bullied really badly to the point that I remember at one period, I was having nightmares and I didn't want to go to school. It was like this thing where every single day I was getting beaten up, called names. And I thought when I left school, I put it behind me and moved on. But the, the coach I was working with helped me uncover that that was why in my mid-20s, why I still had no confidence, why I didn't want to put myself out there, why I had all these barriers up, not wanting to let people in. 
because I was still allowing my past and the beliefs and story in my head to define me. Even though I knew what those kids did and said was wrong, it was still ingrained into my unconscious and I didn't even realize it. It was only when I got to terms with that and when I started studying psychology and mindset that I and did the deep inner work that I could create that shift. And that was what allowed me to move forward. You said a lot of great things within this and from experience of myself, and I would like, hopefully you can explain this to those that are listening is about the, the mindset shift. Like what you were talking about is painting a picture in your head and thinking things are going to be a certain way. Can you go deeper in that? Or do you have ways of explaining that? Yeah. So do you mean in terms of why we kind of have the beliefs and the mold of the world and everything else? Yes. I was trying to figure out a, a certain way to, to explain it because I didn't want myself to explain it. <laughs> yeah. Like the simplest way I can kind of explain it is that as we go through life from a young age, we're exposed to different events, environments, people, situations, and circumstances that shape our mold of the world. It gets us to take on all these beliefs about who we are, what we can and can't do, the reality of the world that we live in. And this from there is programmed into our unconscious mind, and it creates a lens, if you will, in which you view the world and the reality that you believe is true. And the really important thing to understand is every single one of us has a different lens of the world, because we've all lived a different life and been exposed to different things but the way that our subconscious is programmed is it starts to look for events and experiences and other things that brings into awareness to support the beliefs that you have so let's say for instance you struggle with confidence so with your mold of the world and your subconscious mind as you go throughout your days it starts to look for things going on that backs up and supports that belief and this is why your beliefs can either hold you back or they can push you forward. But the problem with beliefs is because they're subconscious, we, unless we watch out for them, we don't even know they're there. It's just our pre-programmed conditioning where we believe that that's the reality and we take it as fact, not really picking up that affects everything from the way that we think to the way we feel to how we react and we respond. But one of the biggest lessons I always try and show people is you are not your beliefs. They're just a story in your head that's down to your subconscious programming. And that's why if you can change your story, you can change your life. You can completely shift your mold of the world and enter a new reality where you can completely change the way that you think and feel. And once again, there's a lot of gold that's within what you're saying. And what it is, is we when we find something, with these beliefs come from, like you said, it's it's the background the people we hang out with, the parents, and we end up often getting those beliefs from everybody else except for ourselves. And the only thing that we get from ourselves is that inner voice that's saying, I should be like that, or I should do this. And, and that's where you start putting those lenses or um, you know, those your focus on, and it, it's completely opposite of what you truly want. So uh, for you, thank you for explaining that. And I wanted to jump into you as a coach and who you're currently helping. What is your ideal uh, client currently? So for the most part, I work with CEOs and business leaders who are feeling overwhelmed. They're stretched thin, they're in over their head, and they're struggling to deal with the challenges that come with their success. So I work with a lot of people who 
are great at what they do. So they've built a business through their idea and product, whatever it may be. But all of a sudden, they're in a situation where on top of that, they have to lead and manage a team, they have to keep stakeholders happy, they have to overlook day-to-day operations. It's a huge amount to stack on top. And because of that, they're on this roller coaster ride of ups and downs, they're stressed, they're struggling to make decisions, they're overthinking and doubting and second guessing themselves. So I'm not a business coach. Like It's not my job to come in and tell them how to run their business. And instead, the work I do is all about shifting the focus from the business to them. It's about doing the inner growth with their mindset, their emotional control and performance to really get them to take themselves to the next level so that they can handle and take back control of the problems that come with their success. What would you say is like some of the common things that you have seen that you've helped uh, CEOs or these uh, top level business owners that maybe uh, something that kind of coincides with all of them? I'd say the biggest one, and this is something I think will be really valuable for anyone listening to this, regardless of where they're at in their life, is really recognizing that they need to focus on controlling the controllable. Because a lot of the time, the reason why the clients and people I speak to are in this high stress state is because they're going through life in a constant state of reaction. Everything they do is in response to a fire or a challenge or a setback. So they're allowing life to happen to them. And that's why they're on that roller coaster. And this is why it's so important to really shift to focusing on what can you actually do about it? Because I find a lot of the time people get sucked into this mindset where they live in the past. It's like if there's a challenge or there's a setback or a mistake or something goes wrong, they sit and they dwell and they beat themselves up and they focus on what's gone wrong. But the thing is, you can't change it. What's done is done. And that's why at the end of the day, we really have two choices. We can either allow ourselves to be consumed by the past, wasting time and energy we can never get back, or we can really ask ourselves and go through the mental process to think about, okay, what do you need to do about this going forward? Because the problem in the situation is going to be the same, but the action that you take and how you approach it is going to be massively different. And that's why I truly believe that mistakes and setbacks are only really a bad thing if you focus on what went wrong. Now, I'm not saying don't just kind of overlook and brush it off because obviously you don't want to be kind of getting complacent or just naive. But instead, it's about looking at these deeper issues and being like, what can you learn from it? How can you avoid these mistakes in the future? How can you find new paths and opportunities? And I feel like that's something in every area of our life we all need to be practicing more of because this rings true in everything, not just from business, but in our relationships, when it comes to our health, how we feel about ourselves and how we really look at our lives and what we face on a day-to-day basis. So for you, one of the things that I picked up on is you you talked about uh, having a set um, routine. Do you have a certain routine that you stick to that helps you out the most? Yeah, there's loads of stuff that I do throughout the day that if I don't do, I find myself going back into that high stress state So it very much starts from how you start your morning. Because back when I was running my business and I was focusing on nutrition and health, I would pretty much get up in the morning, grab a cup of coffee, sit straight down in my laptop and get to work, which now in hindsight, I know is a terrible idea because from that moment, you're already going into this high stress state where you're allowing life to happen to you. And that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give to people is to really start your day in a way that allows you to actually take control and feel calm and grounded 
even if it's 10 to 20 minutes, like now what I do is I get up, I do some stretching, I get on the exercise bike just to get my body moving, go for a walk with the dog, allow yourself to do something in a calm and kind of grounded way so that you can ease into your day. From there, two other big pieces of advice I can give to anyone listening to this that'll be a complete game changer for their days as well is instead of trying to do multiple things at once and bouncing around from that email to that fire to that meeting to that challenge and everything else, really get into the mentality of focusing on one thing at a time. Sit down, work on that project, report, whatever it is. And whenever you're done, instead of moving on to the next thing, there's two things I want to get you to do. The first is to stop and take some deep breaths into the count of four, out to the count of four into the counter four and out to the counter four. The reason being is when you're really rushing around and stressed all the time, your blood pressure goes up. And at that point, your cortisol levels increase. And there's no way you can think clearly or make the right decisions when you're in that kind of heightened state. That's why by forcing yourself to stop and take those breaths, you're gonna calm yourself and get grounded and get that clear headed focus back. And then before you dive into your next task, mentally go through it and really ask yourself, what do I need to do next? What's the outcome I want to create? What challenges might come up along the way? How am I going to handle them as my best self? And whenever I tell people this, the reaction is always, there's no way I can have time to do all of that. And the thing is, this doesn't take more than kind of three to four minutes. But what it does is it sets you up for a mental state where you feel prepared, you're far more focused, and you're actually able to approach your day with intention. So when you're doing this throughout the day, you're going to be far more productive, far more focused, far less stressed and far more in control, which is why I found with clients, it's a complete game changer. And for those of you that may be sitting here listening to this, maybe you're driving, maybe you're working out or you're doing something else. I would like you to stop for a second. And Byron, can you explain those questions to get yourself into a different state once again? Yeah. So it's all about what's well, something I talk about in the new book as well. It's called the intention reset technique. And basically before you do anything, whether it's working on that report, going into a meeting, a pitch, a board meeting, even going to dinner with your partner, whatever it may be, whatever the big task or objective is in front of you, rather than diving in and allowing yourself just to be reactive and respond to whatever happens to you, you take a couple of minutes to go through it mentally really visualizing and taking it all in and actually playing out the action in your mind before it happens asking yourself what are you about to do what's the outcome that you want to create what challenges might come up along the way and how are you going to deal with them as your best self because this could be a case of you about to dive into a big meeting where things could just go crazy and it could be pulled in different directions you could land up going off topic so you taking that moment to set your intention is going to help you actually avoid it and also be mentally prepared in a proactive state of mind for if and when things do go wrong and it could also be going back to the kind of partner example i find with a lot of ceos and business owners they have this tendency to be mentally checked out like they'll be there physically but they'll be thinking about work they'll be consumed by all of these thoughts of what they're going to be done needs to get done so before you go to have dinner with your family go through and think about who do you want to show up as do 
you want to show up as that stressed out CEO or business leader, or do you want to be there as the present husband or wife or whatever it may be? Who needs your attention? What do you need to focus on? Who do you need to be present in the moment? By doing that, you can flick a mental switch that'll be massively impactful in putting you in control and really being present in the moment. And you're speaking my, my language, Byron. And I mean that because I found myself not being present that was physically there, but not mentally present. And this happened before I, I got out of the military. I found myself not showing up for my family, uh, not being the father, the husband I should have been. And there's people out there that maybe you're listening to this right now that maybe you're just not mentally there. You, you physically just, you're, you're there, but not mentally. And those questions are exactly, that's why I had him repeat this. That's exactly what helped me get out of that, that crazy funk is by understanding that I had an opportunity. Every place that we go, we have an opportunity to change our identity. By the way, we showed up you know, earlier today has no effect on how we're about to walk into the door right now. And uh, sorry to go on around on you, Byron, but this is no, very I love it. It's like this is something I'm massively passionate about to so go for it. Yeah, same thing. So um, it's when you, you figure out if you notice yourself that you have uh, mentally checked out that those questions, just that couple questions, how would the best father, how would the best husband show up right now when I walk through that door? And take a minute. It doesn't take a minute. It takes 10 seconds to just paint a picture in your mind and figure that out. And I could say it right now, you know, the a father, the best father walk in the door is going to scoop up their kids and give them a hug and a kiss and see what their day was like and, and have a big smile on their face. And that's exactly what I was not doing. And just by taking that time to paint a picture in my own head, I was able to start flipping exactly what I was doing. So thank you so much. You sound like you had something to say on that too. <laughs> no, as no, you were kind of saying, like, I'd love to just give a kind of like a real world example of this, just because if anyone's listening to us, who's currently struggling with it, I can kind of paint an even further picture. Like with one of my clients, this was one of his biggest challenges. Like he was running a tech company, massively stressed. He was working 60 hour weeks. Everything was just constant rush. And then that was a tension they was and taking it when he left work into his commute. And he'd then be driving home. He'd be sitting in traffic for 30 minutes. He'd be frustrated and on edge. So he'd kind of pull up at home, get out the car and walk into the house, carrying all of that with him. Meaning he would just walk in, be stressed. He would just not be in a good mood. And that was why for him, we had to break that cycle going through exactly why I just shared with you, where we made a new ritual where when he pulled into the driveway, he took 60 or 90 seconds to go through those breaths to really kind of allow himself to calm down, to let the frustration out, release the tension. And then he went through the questions, really thinking about the regardless of how stressed he was or what happened, who did he want to be when he walked through the door? Was it that stressed, overwhelmed CEO? Or was it that loving father, that kind of loving husband? And for him, that was amazing because at the time he wasn't being present for his kids. His marriage was in trouble. He was just getting in and kind of sitting at the dinner table, thinking that he needed to get back to work. So he'd be attached to his phone. He wouldn't be making conversation. He'd, and he felt so guilty about it. Like it wasn't what he wanted. He wanted a life of balance and freedom and to create an amazing life for his family. But he was just consumed by it. 
And that was why we really needed to get a shift where he realized that an hour of quality time would be far more valuable than four hours of him just being there ment- physically, but not mentally there. So for him, it was just life-changing just by taking that kind of three, four minutes. And that's one of the things that right now it's so easy to be distracted. We have social media, all these gadgets, phones, PlayStations, computers, to any and everything that keeps us connected, but is so disconnecting. And, you know, when I, I used to sit there and say that, you know, I, I am here, but once again, you know, I might be there physically, but mentally I'm 10 different places, whether it's yeah. in my, my phone, I found myself that way. So I understand completely what you're talking about. I know others listening may have found themselves very in a, in a very similar situation. So thank you for bringing that, that very live um, example forward. No, and big respect for you recognizing it because kind of a lot of people I find are kind of unaware or they recognize it, but don't really know what to do or how to turn it around. So the fact that you've done that is amazing. And that's kind of like the first step in the journey of taking back control because it's so difficult when you run your business. Like I was there, like I remember going on holiday and kind of being attached to my laptop. I was like, oh, I've got to catch up on emails or we went to a wedding and I was kind of had my phone under the table. I had so many messages to respond to. I was just trying to kind of catch up on everything. It was just consuming, like it never stops. And it's not until you kind of make that decision that life's always going to be busy. So you can either decide to let that get away from you or you can just make a decision that, you know what? regardless of what's going on around you, you're going to decide to be in the moment. Very well said. And the big thing is what you're, you're speaking about. Yes, that stuff is always going to be there. If you don't let that stuff that is consuming you slip by, you're going to let something else that is more important to you slip by you. So that's what I was gathering by what you were just speaking about. So uh, once again, thank you so much for sharing those those things and you know coming some of these real life experiences because I know you've been busy doing all these different things. So uh, moving forward from your previous book to this uh, CEO, can you explain what book or what the name is of this book now? So this book's called The Effective CEO, and that's going to be out March thirtieth. Yeah, that's right. It'll be out on Amazon and also on my website and through ebook. And yeah, there's loads of kind of cool bonuses and stuff that I'm kind of putting together with it. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's kind of like the last kind of two, three years worth of work kind of pulled together. So yeah, looking that's forward amazing. To it. Yeah, when you get that, when it actually comes to the date, I would love for you to be able to announce also on the Forging Life uh, podcast Facebook page that we have, you definitely let us know. Um, I, w- I would love everybody to be able to support you and, and what's going on. And uh, one of the things that obviously this isn't going to come out on March 30th or um, prior to that, that launch date. So what I would like to offer you um, for those that are sitting there listening, you all know that I do this live uh, every first Friday of every single month. I take the guests that have aired that previous month and we do like this collaborative thing. It's almost like a clubhouse uh, slash uh, podcast. And this is an opportunity for guests to be able to come on and, and ask questions or um, ultimately it's just highlighting those that ended up airing. So I'd, I'd love to have you if it's um, not too much of a, a stressor in regards to your schedule. Um, but then again, that's seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I know you're out in the UK, which is uh, six hours difference. I'm not sure. Yeah, we, 
we should be able to make it work. I think at the moment, depending when it is, the clocks haven't changed yet. So yeah, if it's on a Friday, I'll probably still be awake. I might be there kind Perfect. of, yeah, a bit later on, but uh, yeah, it'll be a later yeah. in the day, but I can make it happen. Like I'd love to be involved. I'm always surprised when I see, you know, certain people that I had on, uh, I think it was Jay. Um, he was out in the UK as well. He's dealing with marketing, uh, digital marketing. And he was on there. It was like one o'clock in the morning and he's there just being present. So it was great. So I guess apparently I'm doing a plug for that previous episode now too. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, before we jump off of here, is there uh, anything that you would uh, wish I would have asked first and foremost? I'm trying to think what would be really valuable just to kind of pass on and kind of going back to what I spoke about before with controlling the controllable. I, if people take one thing away from today's episode, I'd love them to kind of realize that regardless of what's happened in your past or what's going on around you or the situation that you're in right now, not taking anything away from it, because I know a lot of people are really struggling. There's a lot of difficult times. So I don't want to kind of say that that's not a big deal. But what I always want people to realize is regardless of what's happened, we can always choose what we, how we respond to it we can always get a shift where we can start taking back control and just realizing that and in take, moving away from kind of being, allowing everything around us to kind of weigh on us and push us into this reactive state can be huge because regardless of the challenge, when you kind of get that moment and flick in your own mind, where you're like, do you know what? What do I need to do about this going forward? And I know for me personally, when I was really depressed and I was struggling, I was in this negative headspace. So much of that was because I was living in the past. I was focusing on what happened, what went wrong and being myself up and not being good about who I was. It wasn't until I had that moment of realization of what am I going to do to go forward? What do I need to do about this? That I start turning it around. So yeah, people take nothing else away. I just want them to always remember that you can always change how you respond to it. And you're far more stronger than you give yourself credit for. And one of the things that you talked about is uh, asking, you didn't say this specifically, it's about asking the right questions. So um, how would you explain what asking yourself the right questions would be? Is it, do you have an explanation for that? Yeah, the kind of my favorite question for this is the one I kind of just said of what am I going to do about this? So simple. But it's literally, regardless of what the problem is, whether you're having an issue at work, you're having a problem in your relationship, it's a problem with your health, whatever it may be, rather than focusing on the past and what you can't change and what's out of your control, really sit down and think, what do I need to do about this? What action do I need to take? Because your action and what you do may not be perfect, but it's going to be moving forward and in the right direction. And just realizing that actually you can move forward is you taking back control that can be a huge shift where something was really stressed and full and getting to or whatever it is, is a turning point. So yeah, I don't like to overcomplicate it. I keep it as simple as possible. And that's why it's my favorite <laughs> question. Yeah. And to kind of, in my own mind, some of the things I was sitting there, it's the victim or the victor mindset. The victim is going to be asking the disempowering questions, the negative questions. Why is this happening to me? Uh, the, you know, the questions that will make you shrink up and pull away from things compared to the victor mindset or asking the right questions, 
which is empowering the positive questions that, like you said, it's moving you forward. So thank you for that great explanation. <laughs> no, I, I so, love it. And yeah. So uh, before we jump off, you already talked about uh, trying to join us on the, the first Friday of every month, uh, at least to one time to be able to highlight you as well. I would love to have you there. Um, is there a place that people can follow up or do you have anything else coming up? You have that book launch. If we can be of value, I would love to have you share your link on, on our Facebook page when it goes live or any of that uh, pre-launch stuff. If we can be of help, please let us know because I, I definitely want to be able to support those that have come on here to provide value to all of us. So um, is there anything else you would like to, to say? Do you have like masterminds? Do you do one-on-one -on -one coaching, group coaching, any of that stuff? We would love to know. Yeah, the majority of what I do is one-to-one. -one. So working with my kind of CEO clients to help them take back control of their role. Uh, later this year, I will be launching a mastermind. Kind of that's in phase kind of two after the book. So that's kind of on the horizon. So the easiest place to find out where, what, kind of going on in my world is at byronmorrison.com or alternatively connect with me on LinkedIn. I share kind of daily videos and resources and tools and kind of thoughts and stuff that I'm doing with clients and very much a lot of what we've spoken about today just in a daily kind of basis. So if people are interested in that and they want more kind of resources, follow me on LinkedIn and connect with me on there. Perfect. And just for those of you that are listening, you should have the clickable links in the show comments down below. So that will be directly uh, or accessed directly to Byron Morrison. Uh, we'll have his LinkedIn information in there. If you can provide when it goes live, the, the book or both books, if you like, if you can provide those to me, I'll make sure those are in there as well. Amazing. I appreciate it. On a side note, with my book, Become a Better You, like if there is anyone kind of listening to this who wants to kind of get their health on track, send me a message and I'll send you a free copy. Like I don't really promote the book that much anymore. And for me, that's more of a passion project of, I just want to give people the knowledge and tools to live a, create a healthier life for them and their family. So yeah, just drop me a message and I'm happy to kind of share it. Perfect. And if you want to go live uh, in our group, that's going to be the quickest way instead of waiting. Uh, I think we're about a month out on podcast episodes right now. So if you want to be able to go live and talk to them directly, I definitely open up the, the group to you. Just let them know that you know you were here with us today. And uh, if you have that free gift you want to give them, by all means, you know, my group is your group because you're here to help provide some form of value to our life. No, so I appreciate other than it. that, definitely do it. I appreciate you being here, taking the time with us tonight. And, um, as always, I look forward to our continued growth and friendship, and I look forward to helping you any way we can. So other than that, Byron, thanks again. And the rest of you, make the rest of your night the best of your night. Thank you for taking the time and listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying the Forging Life podcast, I ask you this. Take a moment and head over and rate this podcast. If you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you enjoy the most, please just take a moment. So that way it will help get this episode or episodes into the ears of somebody else. And if you would like to join the discussion, make sure you head over to the Facebook page, Forging Life Podcast, and join us there.